Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's a follow me by R.E.M. Uh, lead figure Michael Stipe turned 64 today. I guess I'll send that out to the Toronto Raptors and their uh, fast break offense and Emmanuel Quickly's three-pointers falling on the Grizzlies last night. Uh, Grizzlies got 20 or more from Jod, Dez, and Jaron, and for the first time ever, they lost when that happened. Why? Uh, they were due, I guess. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice stat, but yeah. it's not like you're, 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 you're going to win every game where that happens. You're destined to lose um, sometimes when that happens. Um, you know, I... I think obviously they struggled with to, to corral Toronto, which is a, a really up tempo team. Um, they, they dug a hole for themselves, and it often happens in NBA games when you're trying to climb up the hill. Like it, the effort it takes to get there, like it's hard to get back up. So I think you know getting down twenty or whatever it was was the biggest issue. But the, but the execution down the stretch, um, you know, just kept them from from getting to the top of the hill. They. they at one, I think with four minutes to go, they were down six, which, you know, that's hard right. to overcome, but not insurmountable. And the next four shots they took at that point were all threes, and they hit one of them. Um, and and some of those, like, like the one that Ja took from the corner, there was like 13, 14 seconds left on the shot clock, and he's taking a fallaway three from the corner with a, with a defender all over him. I don't know why that's the shot you're getting. So I don't think the execution was great down the stretch, but you know, the problem, biggest problem was the, the hole they dug for themselves before that point. Yeah, and Marcus Smart took a uh, uh, you know three three in there as well. The the of course well the the, the Smart three was a open. catch and shoot with two seconds on the shot clock. He had right. no choice. That was a bad possession, but he had no right. choice but to take that shot. So it does though led that that they take a lot of threes and they don't make a lot of threes. It's one of the problems with this team, right? Yes, I, yes, that, that that is a problem. I think it's a little bit. I think to take a lot is a little bit less of an issue than people perceive, because I think a lot of fans who like just watch Grizzlies games haven't internalized how much three point shooting happens in the NBA and have haven't internalized like where offense has gone in the NBA. Um, I think if you ask the average Grizzlies fan where the Grizzlies defense ranks in the season, they wouldn't guess 12th out of 30 teams. They'd probably guess 25th, um, you know, and they'd, they'd probably guess the Grizzlies are like top five and three point attempts and they're more middle of the pack. But there is, there is a disconnect between how much they shoot threes and how well they shoot them. And you would like to see a little bit more equilibrium there. I think that is, that is, that is true. Um, you know, is the problem taking too many or not making enough? I, that's sort of a uh, right. chicken or the egg, half full, half empty kind of thing. It's a little bit of both. But it's disappointing to, to shoot so poorly. I, 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 I do think they, they should – I do think they settle sometimes too much. I think the end of the game was one of those situations. Um, 
but it's disappointing to not have better shooters, frankly, out there. And when you went out, and that was essentially the, and not to pile up on this because we've been doing it all season, but this is sort of an opportunity to do so. I mean, one of the rationales for going out and getting Roddy and Laravia was that better shooting among your role players. And, like, one of those guys aren't playing and haven't really shot, you know, well at all. And you've got, like, two legit good shooters out there and a couple other guys who are good shooters, decent shooters relative to their position. You know, and Jaron and Santi, they're real three-point threats for guys who are 6'11", 7' tall. But you only got two real good shooters, and that's Kennard and Bain. And then Kennard could make them last night. When Kennard goes 0 for 4 in 17 minutes, that's kind of crippling because he's not helping you, but you need, but you need the shooting desperately, so you got to sort of try it. It's almost like you're it's almost like you're doomed when you get a game like that. The the it's interesting. Like I, I was just reading some another piece that talked about <clears throat> it was a piece about Jalen Brunson and talked about how small guards like that they're great Dame and Jalen Brunson and whatever but they don't typically win at all unless you're Steph right like and and the right. idea was it's hard to win with a small guard who doesn't contribute in in other ways but then in that's the other problem with Ja going forward if he also doesn't contribute shooting like he, uh, like he doesn't a lot of those small guards help you stretch the floor and so the question is and he stretches it in different ways obviously but then the question is if part of the goal of this year is to figure out what you need and where to go forward next year, well, we don't even know that Luke, who's one of their best shooters, is going to be a part of it. Like, I, I think it's an interesting dilemma. And then if you're saying Vince is going gonna, is gonna to be part of it, where is the extra sh- – where is the better shooting? You said it's disappointing they have no better – where is that going to come from? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, it's a question. I mean, I mean, Kennard is a major shooter, and so it depends on you know if Kennard's a part of it or not. Is sort of a, a thing. Some of this stuff. I mean, I I don't know. It's got to settle a little bit. I don't know what Vince Williams is as a as a as a floor spacer, catch and shoot three point shooter. Right? To me, there's not enough sample there. I, right. I, I I'm reluctant to overreact to you know percentage in a in a small period. I think it looks okay. He's made some shots. Um, I, you wonder if is, is there one last chance for Laravia to see if he can crash this or not this season? I, I feel like I feel like you need to unless you're ready to just move off of him now. It probably needs to be one last hurrah for for, for Jake Laravia to see if he can do anything. But you know you, you're going to have a draft pick um, whether you use it for a player or in a trade. Um, one way or another, that's going to add a significant player you know, for your team, and maybe that's a player who has shooting. Um, you have your mid-level exception, which they have not wanted to use the past couple of seasons. I, I Depending on where things are this summer, I would like, I will likely recommend using that. You can use that to, to add shooting. Um, and so, like, it's an issue. Yes, it's, it's, it's not the only thing in basketball. It's right. as important as it is. And so, you know, you know, if you if you if you have a good center or a healthy Stephen Adams on this team, it doesn't add any shooting, but it makes you a whole lot better. Yeah, I I, I thought one of the points that you made on on the Dan Devine podcast that was really interesting was, I mean, it, is it's not like the Grizzlies let all these all these sort of second level players, whether it's Tyus or Kyle or. Anthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, for one reason or another, walk out the door. And then they tried to replace them with whatever. Part of the effort to replace them was Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, Zaire Williams. As you pointed out in the podcast, though, they didn't let them all walk out the door. They identified and signed two 
next-level players who they wanted to be part of the future in Brandon Clark and Steven Adams, and then they both immediately got hurt. Yeah, no, no that, that's, that's, that, that's where they put their money, that, that and Luke Kennard. You trade for Luke Kennard, who's like $15 million, and you sign extensions or new contracts for Clark and Adams, who are also in that you know, 12, 13, 14 range. There's only, you know, when you have John Morant, Jared Jackson, um, Desmond Bain at sort of the top of your payroll pecking order, there's only so many guys you're going to have in that you know, 10 to 20 range below them. And they got four, actually, in Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, um, Clark, and Adams. So two of, those, two of those guys aren't playing. Right. And then Marcus Smart, whether it's the hand or whatever, he's obviously not well, shooting the, well. Well, the Marcus Smart thing to me is the number one, and I'm not ready to make a declaration either way. I, right. I, 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 there's more to be seen. But the Marcus Smart thing is very up for grabs in terms of whether that's going to work out or not. Um, he, he, he is, he, I think he's done a perfectly fine job, predictably, of replicating Dylan Brooks' defense in terms of that role of a guy who can guard one through four. The problem is that he's also replicated what the Grizzlies got from Dylan Brooks offensively, and it's a guy who misses a lot of shots. Right. And he has not been able to effectively give you that extra thing Dylan couldn't, which is cycle back to be a backup point guard. He has not been good at that. And so the Marcus Smart thing, you know, I'm not ready to pull the plug on it or, or declare it a failure, but so far the returns have been mixed at best on it, that's for sure. So Taylor Jenkins last night said, um, I got to get this team better prepared. We were flat tonight. That's on me. Uh, He said that. And then I also saw uh, various people criticizing him for, listen, you have uh, Tillman gets DNPs and all of a sudden he's the starting lineup, whatever else. I'll be honest. I think I prefer Tillman to Biombo. Sometimes there's just no right answer, and so you keep well, reaching for wrong answers, right? Every answer is wrong, you know? Um, that's the problem. And I have made that point publicly, I think, that I think I prefer Tillman to Biombo, but I'm not pounding the table about it because, like, neither of these guys has been very good. And, like, you know, it's, you know, they're different looks, and I like the, the versatility on both ends of the floor of Tillman a little bit better, but so, like, Tillman's been good. And so, like, you know, I don't know that there's a. There's a good answer to that. I wonder if you'll reach a point where they just they, they throw Sandy out there and, and, and roll right. with Addis in the starting lineup. Um, and then Zaire was not supposed to be in the rotation. Uh, John gets hurt uh, again, banged up a little bit, and comes in. He plays well, but not in any way that you can, tr- you know, trust. Really, I guess. Like I'm not counting on that on uh, on 18 from Zaire on this road trip. One of the things that that people point to is the second quarters, and they got beat again in the second quarter. They're last in the second quarter. Um, in the Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. League this year. I, I, be honest, I sort of, like, I don't care so much about first quarter, second quarter. Like, unless there is some rotational reason why it keeps happening, right? Some decision that is, that is, that, that clearly reveals why the second quarter is a letdown. It otherwise seems sort of an artificial construct to me. But is there some reason why their second quarters are so bad? 
Um, I, I agree with you. I'm not hyper-focused on the second quarter specifically. I do think they have an issue of figuring out how to effectively piece together different lineups across the rotation to, to get them from you know the starting lineup to the closing lineup. Um, and I, I think that has been an issue, finding combinations. Like there, were, there was a stretch in the Spurs game. I may end up writing some stuff today. Grab bag, I thought. So this is one of them, if I write. But they threw out a lineup of Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Vince Williams, Santi Aldama, Jaron Jackson. And I sat up there, you know, those media seats that are behind one of the goals. You can sort of see the floor. And I yeah. looked down. I said, "This looks. This look. This just makes sense, man." You had the whole floor spread. Jaron and Desmond can, can, can attack the paint because everyone's at least a, a, a viable shooter. You got two great shooters and, like, the other three are at least threats. And then defensively, you got, like, an anchor, two anchors and Jaron and, and Vince, and it's sort of you, you, you're not going small because you got two bigs, and it all kind of works. And, you know, they, they, they ran through four possessions, and they outscored the Spurs six to did something productive. Every Each of the four possessions they had, they scored on three and drew a non-shooting foul on the other. I'm like – this works. This makes sense. And then there was a substitution, and it lasted for 90 seconds. And Okay, who and was the, who was the five again? again? Tell me the lineup again. It was Bain and Kennard in the backcourt with Vince Williams, Santi, and Jarrett. So you had two starters, three bench guys. It just all worked. I was like, this looks good. And then it, I think it's been seen for 90 seconds this season. And and, and there have been times since Jaws gotten back where Jaws out there with bench units and suddenly like Zaire looks okay and Tillman looks okay because Jaws like creating shots for everybody. Um, I think they have a problem from piecing together the rotations and, and they haven't been consistent with it. I kind of like those two things. That first lineup I just said, which has barely been seen, and the idea of like let Jaw carry some of these other guys. But, you know, you look at last night, you can say, well, the second quarter was the problem. They were down one with four minutes to go in the second quarter, and then it sort of fell apart. And then, like, it, it kept on going in the third quarter with your starters. Like, yeah. you know, you, that lineup, you, you, by the way, in the second quarter, I think this is who it was. It was uh, Marcus Smart and Dez, and then yep. Santi, Zaire, and Tillman. Yep, that was it. Um, and so that, that's the one you sort of get in trouble. And that was the thing where they were sort of running some of the offense through Smart, which, again, like I said, has not been working. You know, a bait out there, you could run it for him and play Smart off the ball, but Smart's not a shooting threat off the ball. It's, it's sort of a thing. And then you got Zaire out there, and he had a couple threes in this situation. But Zaire out there without Ja. And another thing, I did some stats spelunking today. Like, in, in the, since Ja's been back in the nine games since he's been back, Zaire has played 60 minutes with Ja and 60 minutes without Ja. He's shooting 48% from the floor when he plays with Ja and 32% when he doesn't play with Ja. <laughs> and so, and like, never play know, him without Ja, right? That, 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 that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, First when I'm thinking rule. about my rotation, like, like, like when I'm having to go to the bench in the middle of each half, like, like when Ja's out there, that's when Zaire plays. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm really sort of thinking about it. I, like, they had no consistency, and partly, like, they just – Players have been hurt. Players have been in and out. That's the nature of the NBA. Vince Williams wasn't there last night. But I think you got to find some, like, combinations that work and kind of stick with them a little bit in the middle of games. Yeah, but you also got to figure out this Marcus Smart thing. Yeah. So, well, that's know. interesting. I think I, I there are generally two types of intrigue in the league. I, like, there's the, there's the are you going to make the playoff race thing going on? And then on the flip side, which we've experienced a lot, like, are you going to tank and where are you going to end up in the lottery? And, what, and honestly, the problem I'm finding is, is that – I'm not that 
I'm not that hopeful about the play-in thing. And the lottery's so lousy right. this year anyway. Like, they can't find anyone to make even the first, second, or third pick. I keep looking at mock drafts. So I'm not going to be that engaged right. in this one. I do think the level of intrigue is, I think you sort of have to look at this season as, it's all kind of up for grabs. And so whether it's Vince or whether it's Taylor Jenkins' work or whether it's, like all of this is that sort of low-level intrigue, sorting through the bin to see what you. It's like uh, it's like those those shows where you open up the the storage unit and you see what you're going to keep right. or not keep. Is sort of how I'm going to think about this year. Is the level right of intrigue now, and interest? Go ahead. Uh-huh. Right now, the only things, and and, and let, me, let me emphasize every word in the Senate. <laughs> right now, uh-huh. right now, the only things you lock in. Or Ja, Bain, and Jaron. That's it. That's that's all you lock in right now. And a year from now, maybe you're not even locking that in if things are if, if things haven't turned around. But right now, you lock in those three guys. But everything else is up for grabs as you head from 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 this point to the start of next season. All right. Uh, in other news, you recently ate a taco. Um, that probably is often true, but where did you go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, look, new restaurant alert, I guess. There's a, it's kind of new. It's a second location. Uh, the original place is the Olive Branch, which I've never been to. But they, this place, Chuki's Tacos, opened a second location all over there at Poplar and Highland. I got a fire truck coming by me here. Um, at Poplar and Highland, um, in that sort of shopping center where like ATAN is and behind the Perkins and Exxon and all of that. Okay, yeah. So over there, it's quite good. They have a big uh, salsa bar with 12 different salsas. They, they, they fry their chips up fresh in the restaurant. They're really thick, fresh chips. Um, near as I can tell, everything is pretty good. Everything we've ordered so far has been good. Tacos and tortas and quesadillas and all that. And so my son goes to school there right down the street. So he's declared this is our spot. So he's going to want me to stop there basically after school every day because he's, <laughs> he's in such a growth spurt that he, he, like, eats dinner. And then three hours later, he makes himself a frozen pizza. All right. Were you offended that they charged you for the chips, though? They Like chips or something? It's like being ordering, having no, to order the I bread. Offend- I was not offended because, I, you know, I, I don't. I don't take it for granted. People have to give me free food, right? And B, it was really good, and so good you know, it was, it was it was it was worth the money. But it wasn't notable because I haven't seen that yet. And apparently, that's kind of a little bit of a trend. Like there were there was sort of a spoof video out earlier this year. I don't know if you remember that that viral song that you know Richmond North of Richmond thing or whatever uh-huh. um, that was out. There was a, there's a sports podcaster guy who did a did a spoof on that, um, and it was about. Um, going to Mexican restaurants and having to pay for chips. Long story, but anyway, that was the, that's what the song was about. And, and, and had it had not occurred to me that that was like an issue in the world, but apparently that is an issue in the world, and maybe that issue is, is heading to Memphis. All right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it.